you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to NFL Total Access, The Locker Room. I'm Michael Robinson, hosting solo without my co-pilot, Mike Garofolo, but we've got a good one regardless. I'm happy to welcome one of my good friends. I haven't talked to him in a little, in, in, in a while. But I think this guy's one of the most underrated players of his generation. Former tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, Tennessee Titans, Delaney D. Love Walker. What's up, big dog? What's good? What's good? It's been a minute, man. It's good to hear your voice, and, and thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, man. Always good to see you, D. Love. Now, look, look, guys. So, everybody, listen. I call him D. Love. So, this is Delaney Walker. I call him D. Love. We go way back. 06 draft class now. The price of admission, D-Love, is we, we do a locker room story. But before you get into your locker room story, I got to let everybody know that uh, how close we were, man. We were roommates uh, in the first mini camp uh, at rookie year in 2006 with the San Francisco 49ers. And my, uh, kind of a mini locker room story. I remember the first night we were there, bro. You may not want me to tell this, but I don't care. The first night we was there, you was like, yeah, bro, I'm from Cali. Man, I got this little party I'm going to tonight. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't, don't, don't wait up. Don't worry about it. I probably won't come back tonight. And I'm like, dog, what the hell is going on, man? He all about it. But Delaney, he was always about having fun, always about football, man. Now, bless us with your locker room story, big dog. I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna give you two. Um okay. because I don't know, they probably not funny. To me, it was just crazy how this whole thing took place. But uh, they both got to do it with Singletary. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to ask you about Sing, too. <laughs> I, know, so, I, know, I think I know where you're going to go with one of these, but go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the first one I'm going to go with is, is Singletary and Vernon, man. I don't know what them two guys had against each other, but they did not like each other. And, it, you, and it's crazy because you've never seen a coach really like that, like pick one player and just really be on them, but. I, I can't remember who we was playing. I want to say we were probably playing, maybe both of these happened against Seattle. I, I think both of them happened against Seattle. So Vernon mm -hmm. wasn't having a good game in, in early in the game, but he had made a catch, right? He go down the sideline, he gets hit, he do something crazy and get a, a penalty. Mm -hmm. So Singletary runs up. I literally, 
as the game goes, Singletary runs up and go, you haven't made a play all day. Then you decide to do that. <laughs> you know, so you know, Singletary just crazy. He speaks speaks his mind. So Vernon good. Vernon, excuse, uh, Vernon cuts. He's like, get out of my face. Yeah. Walks off. Singletary not having that. So he runs up to Vernon. Get your pads off and go to the locker room. If anybody knows about this, he when he took Vernon off the field and made him go to the locker room. So Vernon throws his helmet, right. Yeah. As he walked into the locker room, <laughs> Singletary <laughs> runs up next to him. They'll go back and get the helmet. And then he goes to the locker room. He goes to the locker room. This dude goes in on Monday, Monday, Monday morning after the game. Singletary, Singletary late. He never late to a meeting. He comes in. He goes, I got a rap for you guys. We go, a rap? What? He like, yeah, man, I'm, I just became a rapper last night. I was thinking about something and. And it, it inspired me to be a rapper. He's like, I'm going a, I'm to a rap it for you guys. This is all during the team meeting on Monday. Me and Vernon sat right next to each other. As, as you know, as the years went, I was me and Vernon sat next to each other. So he, he starts singing. He goes, you, you may know who this is, who I'm rapping about. He goes, it's all about me. Yeah, it's all about me. Y'all come to watch me on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't remember how the song pretty much yeah. goes, but he, then he goes, I'm Vernon Davis, and if I don't get the ball, I cry. <laughs> it's like, literally. And anybody can, whoever was in his locker room, whoever's in that meet will tell you about this day, Singletary rapped a song about Vernon being selfish. So, so the whole song was about Vernon being selfish. Vernon was hot. He wanted to walk out, but he didn't. So another story, right? It's all about Singletary. He was about yeah. the craziest coach. I love the man. He was, he was a hell of a player. Um, Taught us a lot. Crazy coach, though. <laughs> Crazy coach. So, we I, again, we play in Seattle. We in Seattle. We getting blown out. I'm talking about blown out. And Singletary, he comes in the locker room at halftime. He goes, dang, man, y'all just giving them the butt. Y'all just giving them the butt. We might as well make it easy for him. And pulls his pants down, yo, and bends over and goes, might as well give it to him. It's right here, yo. Y'all making it too hard for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing away. I'm literally laughing. I'm like, oh, man, we're going to lose this game. <laughs> you know it was just the whole the whole mentality was gone. We was all we was on the sideline talking about like, yo, he pulled his pants down. Did he, he literally yes. pulled his pants down and bent over and told us we might as well give it to him easier. <laughs> he never walked back in that locker room again after that. that yeah. <laughs> they yo. fired D, so look, so I'm, I'm glad our listeners got a chance to hear you explain that because we've had Singletary on the podcast. We talked about it. Um, I've told that story because I was in the locker room. There. I remember the rap that Monday. I remember all of that, bro. I remember all of it. And I remember being on the sideline and, and, and like a couple guys talking like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is what's going on? Gonna, yeah. <laughs> is this a real football team going on right now? And a couple of your details was a little off. The, the only thing that was off about it was we wasn't at Seattle. We was in San Francisco when that happened. When he pulled oh. his pants down, we were at we were in our own locker room. And I remember when it happened, I looked at Brian Johnson, uh, BJ, play wide receiver. And I remember saying, BJ, he got on some tidy whities dog. And I could not stop laughing in my head. I could not stop laughing. <laughs> when he bent over, I said, dog, he had tight. He bent over. He pulled his I'm like, we was on the sideline literally like, yo, is, is he come? Is he still going to be the coach? Because the, 
Remember, the owner was in there. Yes. The owner saw that. So and we all were like, right. uh-oh, man, he might not be the coach for two yeah. months. <laughs> we, like, oh. we all having a conversation, I, I remember. And they like, focus on the game. I'm like, <laughs> you, he done already distracted us from that game. <laughs> Distraction, man, that, that's an understatement, dog. But, you know, you know, um, and I think we we would actively have some conversations about this back at the time because I remember when Singh first became the head coach. Remember he put that hill out back, that speed hill we had to run. He came out there and would run sprints with us and say, "Oh, this is how Walter Payton would do it." I remember like thinking, "I think you think Singh a little jealous that we make so much money in this day as athletes." It's almost felt like during that during those training camps, he was trying to push us through. You know what I'm saying? Make yeah. it as hard as it possibly can. Just kind of talk about your experience with Coach Singletary, the head coach. I know it was. I know he had some crazy times, but just your personal experience with Coach Sing. Well, I, I, let me. I'm gonna start off with that hill. I remember when they started. Building <laughs> hill. I was yep. like, what they what they building over there? I'm like, yo, that's they probably building like a little kicking spot where we can come yeah. in. Yeah. Hey, man, they said, nah, they building a hill so y'all can run. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna run. Like, y'all gonna run it every day. I said, we gonna backpedal. We gonna. Oh no, nah, heck no, nah, that that's not. But the Singletary, you know what? He was he was an old school guy, man. He was mm-hmm. he played in the old school time where, you know, they didn't have normal, they didn't have uh, two days like we start having, you know, yep. one day padded, one day without padded. So Singletary, I remember one day he thought he gave us a bone. He was like, <laughs> we we bought out, we bought out at practice. I'm like, and we used to do hit and drill before yep. every practice. We'd do hit and drill, which I never heard of in the NFL. <laughs> we would line up. Hit, hit. Yeah. Like, oh, All I day. To, I used to pull in the back like, oh, the hammy hurt. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wait till that hit drill over with. But so one day we going hard. Oh, and, and he was like, he came in the face. He's like, man, if y'all go hard today, I'm going to give y'all a bone. We like, hell yeah. So we all talking like, let's get it in. Let's, let's do our best. So we went so hard. We didn't have no fights that day because we used to fight a lot. We didn't have no fights. And then he come up to the practice. He go, Man, I'm getting y'all a bone. That was the greatest practice I ever. He said, no lowers. No, yeah. You still got practice. Still, still put on your helmet as a shoulder pads, Hell, but no pants. No lowers. <laughs> he said, no pants. I said, no pants. We we beat every day. We, 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 yeah. we, we, we not tackling. <laughs> what <laughs> you talking about, man? <laughs> what you talking about? The cats were so disappointed. We went in that locker room. We was like, that was a bone? We might like, as well just keep anymore. practicing like we always practice, cause that that's not a bone. He never gave us he never gave us a day off. We worked hard. <laughs> he 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 was the kind of coach that if you was a star, he was gonna try to break you. Like yes, to he make was. you he understand was that you're not yep. bigger than this team. You get what I'm saying? Like, and that was his mindset. And I think, you know, he he had the the right intentions, but. I, I just didn't think that the, the, our team was ready for that at that time. Yeah, no, we won't. We won't. We, we we needed to still learn how to win, learn how to be champions because literally I left in 2010. A couple years later, you got Coach Harbaugh come in. Um, and I'm, I'm now I'm going to go to your 2012 season, which you had an amazing year, bro. Again, I, I started this podcast by saying I really think you're one of the most underrated players at the tight end position that maybe our game has ever seen, bro. I've seen you run – 4 4 40, 4 3 40, catch the ball over defensive back safeties, block people. Talk about that 2012 season because I was in Seattle then 
Uh, we had the biggest rivalry in all of football at the time, Seattle, San Francisco. And I would always tell people, guys, really, we're built the same. We want to run the football. We, we, we beat people up defensively. And you know what I'm saying? And we got dynamic quarterbacks. So just talk about that 2012 season. And when it didn't end in a Super Bowl win, how that affected you, brother? So when, you know, when, when he, when coach came in, when Jim Harbaugh came in, he, 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 I remember the first day he came in and we had a meeting and he, you know, he's a, he's a crazy guy. He really out there. So like, you, you don't know if he been serious or he, he playing around. Cause he just like weird. So he comes in, he goes, um, I'm the new coach. I'm here to burn the grass to find the snakes. We like, what, what the heck? Well, no, no, no. Get the hell out of here, D. That's the first freaking sentence he said. I'm he here said, to I'm burn here the to grass. Burn the grass to find the snakes. <laughs> that's kind of hard, but that's gangster. I can't even lie. That's kind of gangster. <laughs> I said, uh oh. <laughs> A lot of people about to be up out of here. <laughs> one Ooh. by one, cats was getting gone, gone, mm. gone, gone. And he was bringing in the guys he wanted. And you can start to see the team change. Like, we had a great team, but mm -hmm. we was missing pieces. You know what I'm saying? We we lost you. You was like a factor. Yeah. You can play special team often. You can do everything. So he was trying to bring in pieces that can – what we lost, with guys that was taking some paydays going to other teams when we wasn't paying. So he was trying to get guys that equal that value. And he, he kind of did. He kind of brung it in. And his offense – and his offense, his defense, everything just clicked, right? We was just like mm -hmm. that team. He 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 made it about the team and not him. You know, we had went from Singletary being on all the posters and everything to <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, like giving us all the shine. Like it's all about y'all, yeah. whatever. I remember with the first away game, he was like, all the coaches were sitting in first class. He came on like, why are they sitting on in first class? And he used to talk to me all the time. I don't know why, cause maybe because I was crazy. So, like, I'd be asking yeah. the same thing. Did yeah. Play? He was like, oh, yeah, we changing that. Y'all just playing a football game. Y'all got to sit in this crap. Boom. So oh, he, he flipped it. He flipped, flipped it. it. He sat in the back. All the coaches oh. sat in the back. Owners. So, you know, the owner couldn't fly with us no more. He had to get a yeah. private jet. Yeah. Like, I don't sit in the back. I the owner had a private jet <laughs> after that. <laughs> but uh, we sat in the front. And I think he made us buy in. We start buying in like Jim Harbaugh is a, is a is a players coach, man. He respect the players, and if you do right, he makes sure you're good. I remember as the, I remember as that season went on, he was like, "Look, you, the, the starters, we're not even gonna come bother y'all. They didn't even check our rooms, yo. Be, you, and during the game, you I, talking about uh, you, uh, on hotels at the hotel? Because he would come in, he'd go. The first time he would come to our rooms, and he would have like personal talks with all the starters." And then he was like, look, this is the deal. I'm not going to come check on y'all because I know y'all know what to do. I know y'all ready. I tell, I may come in and give you a speech or something that I, I I feel like I need to say. So most of the time he never checked our rooms, nothing. And I think we all just was like, man, we 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 like that. We like that. We brought into his, his, his philosophy. It was hard, but it paid off. And then when we got to the Super Bowl, I don't know. It was tough. You got you got to remember we had went through some some things. We had Alex Smith. We had Cap. Yep. Alex yep. Smith. We ain't lost the game with Alex Smith leading up to this point. Alex Smith get knocked out. He gets concussion. Yeah. Concussed. Kaepernick comes in the game and runs for like 150 yards, probably like two tubs and stuff. So 
Cats like, oh, that's a different dynamic. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's different. So we knew that it may have brought some some uh, conflict in the locker room. Yep. Because, you know, you had a lot of guys that really love Alex, which I love mm -hmm. Alex, too. Everyone loved Alex on the we team. We all liked Alex, man. Alex a good dude, man. He was, the, he was a good dude. He was a great yeah. dude. So Kaepernick, this young guy, he really didn't talk a lot. You know, he didn't go out. He didn't really mess with a lot of people. So, like, they like, oh, we got this young guy come in. He can run a lot. A lot of receivers, like, but all he do is run. It was, you know. <laughs> I know y'all said something. I know Crab said something. I know you said, like, bro, he good. But, dog, we do catch. That's what we do for a living. You know what Dude, I'm saying? We catch. We catch. But, man, Jim kind of, we, I mean, he brought the committee. I call it the committee. I really don't yeah. remember what he called it at that time. It was just like a bunch of guys that he felt like had a lot of power over the team or some say. Mm -hmm. So he brought this in and he goes, what do y'all think about Kaepernick being a starter? So, you know, people just kind of lean back like, damn. Like, yeah. What's wrong with Alex? Somebody said <laughs> they Somebody like, oh, said that? Alex, we, we, ju we just want to try something new. Just the, the, the mix it up. We want to try something new. We got, and that's pretty much where it's at. We're not benching Alex. We want to see how this works for a little bit. So that's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. Then that's when you start seeing. We used to do that read old stuff, but when Kaepernick came, we were it was it, it was, was staple. It that's was, what y'all did. You know what I'm saying? That's what we did. Yep. And then that took us to the Super Bowl. And then when we got to the Super Bowl, you know, it was just. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know how it played out. I know we were getting our butt kicked. I, I mean, <laughs> out the jump. They came out the jump. They were just, I, I feel like they was way more hungrier than we were out the jump. We kind of we kind of was trying to see if the water was cold. We was tiptoeing. Like, mm -hmm. let's see how they're going to play. they an older team. Let's see how slow they're going to But they was actually faster than us. But somehow... Jim Harbaugh got them to cut the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, that's what we all thought. We like, dog, Jim made it. Jim pressed a button somewhere, bro. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, you, you know what's funny? I, I've told this so many times. I even did like a, a Super Bowl special where I told the story. Yo, the security was on the field before the lights went out. I promise you. Everybody's seen that. Everyone noticed the security was on the field before the boom. Like before we heard the boom, so it was almost like they was preparing for something they was to happen. For it, because it was the Vegas. The, the spread was really, really off in Vegas. So they like, hold on, we can't lose that much money. You know, this game got to be closer. Next thing you know, you see all these dudes with suits on walking towards the field. We are, we, we. That's why you kind of see people almost start. Yeah, to run. they thought a bomb went off or something. Like everybody ducked. Like what the hell was that? And then they was like, oh, the light transformer blew up. They knew right away. They said it right away over the intercoms. So, Oh, I, I see. I had not heard that story before. Oh, man. Me. It's a lot of it's a lot of, of get back with that. People still think it's <laughs> – they think the NFL did it. They think Vegas has something. I don't it, – it's a conspiracy. Nobody will yeah. ever know. No one's – until they probably going to die in bed, be like, yeah, we it was a conspiracy. We, we cut the lights off. We couldn't have that spread. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What, 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 was there any... Because there was a little controversy at the end of the game, right? You threw that pass, play the crab. Frank got you guys down there, crushing block by yourself. You know what I'm saying? And I thought y'all were just going to run yourselves to a Super Bowl. I, I thought that's what was going to happen. I talked to my Seattle Seahawks the year after I retired, 2014. They're on the one-yard line. They throw the ball and it gets picked. My Seahawks never recovered from that, Delaney. Yeah. Never bu- recover from that. That's why you you're seeing that that they're playing the, how they're playing now. Yeah. Was there any resentment in that locker room because of how the, the the you know those events played out? Because honestly, bro, one more handoff, game over, game say, over. I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't know. If, no, people Damn don't it. haven't spoke about this, but as you can ask Randy Moss about this, he did yeah. this at the end of the game. So I don't know what Randy Moss was so mad at the end of the game. He came in and said that it was all Jim Harbaugh's fault. Didn't take a shower. He just put his clothes on and left. Didn't hear them take say a speech. Jim Harbaugh came in. He said it was all his fault. Jim Harbaugh said yeah. that. He's like, it's my fault. I messed that game up. That I, I should have did something different. But Randy Moss came in there before we was all chilling before the coaches came in. He said, Jim Harbaugh lost that game. I'm out. What? Guy and he did. <laughs> he, so he didn't he didn't see the post game speech or none of that. No, I'm out of here. Out of here. Ah, uh, but he, he, like, he, he had here. a point though. But he Randy, he set Randy half the game because remember Randy didn't jump for that interception. Remember? Oh yeah. Yep. And then he, he came. Randy came back on the sideline. Said, "Hey, Randy, don't get knocked out in the Super Bowl." <laughs> that's, what Randy, <laughs> that's what Randy said. Wow, dog! That stuff like you never even know is happening or surrounding the, the Super Bowl, man. All they don't know, bro. That's dynamics. why I'll be like, I'm surprised these things don't pick up more 
of the craziness that goes on on the field or the NFL, they they may they may sort through that. I don't know, man, because it, it, you can hear this stuff. Like I'll be hearing sometimes hear cats say something like, "Damn, did you too. hear that?" <laughs> like, oh, he <laughs> mad at his coach, man. That was directed toward his position coach, yeah. right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hear it all the time, man. So, all right, fast forward a little bit. Now you're realizing that probably your time in San Francisco is over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we all we all come to that. I remember, you know, in 2010 when I got that call and I had to go see Coach Singh, seeing you guys in the locker room. Y'all like, damn, Mike, you are a special teams captain. And they cutting you for real? And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's how it go. Uh, um, no. Talk about your trans- your transition to the Tennessee Titans, man, because um, when, I got, when, when I got released from Seattle for a little bit because I got sick, I took a visit to Tennessee and saw you in the training room and we – we, you know, we chopped it up again right there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. talk about your transition from the 49ers to the Titans. Well, um, like a lot of people don't know, I didn't, I didn't want to leave the 49ers. Um, you know, they offered, they came at me with three different offers. So the first mm-hmm. offer was really, really low. And I, and I told them like, yo, I got $4 million a year on the table. And Trent Baalke literally told me this. He said, no, you don't. He said, nobody's going to pay a second string tight end that much money. He said I, some, some similar shit to me, Delaney. He told me I'd never play in this league. I ended <laughs> up going to a Pro Bowl and winning a Super Bowl after I left him. So, bro, I, I'm sorry. I just, he no, can, never mind. Trust me. I, <laughs> I, I, I trust me. I, I trust me. I know. So, he literally told me this in a meeting. I go, I said, so you said nobody's going to pay me for it? He got Nobody will pay you for it. You only had 30 receptions, bro, and you a special teams guy. So right. you, you're not going to get $4 million a year. So I said, okay. I, I literally walked out. I called Jim Harbaugh because me and Jim Harbaugh was like this. Jim Harbaugh came to me in the hospital. I was I don't know. Me and, had, me and Jim Harbaugh had something good. So I called him. I go, Jim, I want to play for you guys, but if I can't get what I'm looking for, I can't stay. And he was like, let me see. What, let me meet you. What you looking for? I said, Yo, I got four on the table, but if y'all can come 3.8, I'll stay. Yeah. Give me close to where I want. You know what I'm saying? Give I me close be here. to what I'm because I know yeah. they have Vernon. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 the guy that's helping Vernon out. You know, they ain't gonna pay me a lot. I'm the, I'm here to make sure Vernon's successful at that mm-hmm. point. So I knew that they wasn't gonna give me a lot of money, even though they Jim Harbaugh thought I was the asset that they they needed. They needed in their offense. So it did, it didn't have he came up to like 3.2 and I said, bro, I can go to a state, state tax-free state and get all my money, man. Like, stop playing with me. Like, you didn't yeah. you think I'm joking? He thought I didn't have that on the table. As soon as he told me again, you don't have four million on the table. We no one's gonna pay you four million a year. I go, I call my agent, I go, hey Vince, we signing with the Titans. He go, You sure? I go, man, I'm tired of talking to the 49ers, bro. Let's let's so go that, do so it. So that's how I went down. They pissed you off from a business standpoint. You like, dog, I'm trying to I'm stay trying. with you. That's why it took me. So I, I signed last minute because I was yeah. like, yo, I don't want to leave the 49ers. I'm like, we're going back to the Super Bowl. It, it, like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to leave them. But at the end of the day, it just, hey, Trent was just like, you're not that good. Trent literally told me I wasn't that good. He was like, you a special team guy. You'll never start in the NFL. I'm like, God. That must be his line, man. That must be his line that he it, tells it people. Gotta be. You know how many people told me that Trent said that to them? And I'm like, oh, I wasn't the only one that said that to you. No, you're not the only person that oh, said that. Shit. 
For real? That's why I, I thought like, I was BSing. I thought I was joking. I, you know what I'm saying? I thought he only said that to me. He said it to no. you and other people. Bro, he didn't he didn't draft me and you. That's why. No, that's true. He didn't draft me and you. And he said he like, you're not my guy and draft you. Like, woo woo. I was like, damn. That's why Mike left. I was like, damn, yep. that's why Mike Mike got up out of here at right time. And, and he literally did the same to me. So I long story short, I get to Tennessee. They like, bro, you, I don't know how you wasn't they have any more pat. We watched film on you. You was always open. I said I was a decoy. I said, literally, yep. I was a decoy in that offense. Yep. Like, I run a deep pass hoping everybody chase me, burning the runner. And burn the runner over. Like, I was a decoy, and I was fine with that. I didn't care because I love special teams. Being you had what we had on special teams, nobody can never deny. We used to crush guys. But I said, yeah, I, I, you know, I was a decoy, but I'm here now, and I'm trying to make a difference. And this is literally what the coaches told me. They said, we're going to give you the opportunity to be great. It's up to you to take advantage of it. And I look, I remember, I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's the first time I heard that since I've been in the NFL. It hit me different. So I was like, damn, now this is my team. I came in. They didn't even like – half the players didn't like me on the Titans. Really? Yeah, because wow. I came in. I came in, you know, they wasn't good. So I'm like, we was – when I, my first year, we, was, we only won three games. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm out here on the paper like, man, we got cast that don't even care if we lose. They party. They talking about going to the club. We just got blown out. I'm in the media like – there's cancer on this team, and that shit spread. So they didn't like me. A lot of people didn't like because they thought I was talking about them. But if I, they thought I was talking about them, then they was the goddamn cancer. They, they like, was the problem. <laughs> the Absolutely, problem. man. But so, I, you yeah. know, they they knew how they knew the story. They knew D Love was. You know how I used to be. Yeah. I never <laughs> backed down from nothing. You like you said first when I got drafted, I was still going to the club. Yeah. <laughs> every night during training camp. That's why everybody yeah. called me D Love. <laughs> but, <Yep. laughs> so. They knew I was crazy. That Alden stuff just had came out too. As soon as I went to Tennessee, oh. the 49ers, they stopped covering it. The, they stopped covering it up and dropped it. Mm -hmm. They said that and, and it came out in Tennessee that I had shot two people, which I didn't. But that's what was said in the paper. Mm -hmm. Over, Remember when Alden got stabbed? Yep, yep, so yep. All that stuff came out. So all the people in Tennessee was hearing about that on my team and long story short, they was like, okay, this dude is crazy. Because I was coming at cats like, this my team. We need to get better. I'm changing the culture. And it started to happen, man. We started, we started winning. We started bringing in the right guys that wanted to win. And, I, you know, man, I became a household name in Tennessee. Yeah, man, and, and rightfully so, D-Love, man. You, you definitely deserved it. And to, just to hear that, hear kind of your time in Tennessee and kind of the, your transition from the San Francisco 49ers, man, it's definitely gratifying to hear it, man, because you did grow up. You matured, like literally in the National Football League. You came in as a young man that was a little hothead, wilder, riding motorcycles and shit, you know, that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You might yeah. you might just see Delaney Delane show up at the team meeting, bandaged up. You don't even know what happened. So what? Don't ask me nothing. Don't ask me nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that was D-Love, though. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knew it. You see what I'm saying? But to see... How you matured in Tennessee, man, is definitely something big. But it's the holiday season. We know you've been doing a lot of good work. You teamed up with Old Navy to distribute coats to a nonprofit called Mother to Mother. Tell us about what they do. Well, uh, Mother to Mother, man, they a, a Nashville-based um, foundation group, pretty much. They partner up with um, um, 
so uh, social security like um, mm -hmm. pretty much helps kids that's in need like say like if a kid got taken out of a group home a baby or they need to put a baby in a group home that mm -hmm. and that baby need diapers that baby need a jacket that baby need clothes they provide all of that say like a like uh say some um a mother you know she's in a bad situation her husband's beating on her or whatever and they got to put her in a different household but she couldn't take nothing with her anything mm -hmm. they come and they supply everything that you need that's i'm talking true. about Man, when we was packing stuff, we was packing shoes, teddy bears, blankets, diapers, jackets, clothes. I mean, everything, bro. And this, and I always, you know, I do a lot in the in the community. But when I see places like this, they don't ask for anything. They don't ask. They don't want nothing. They don't want no money. They just want you to donate the clothes. They like don't give us money. Wow. Donate your old baby clothes. Look in that look in that garage and that box that you got right there that you don't have. Donate that to us. We'll clean it. Make sure it's good for the people, and they give it away. They didn't ask for much. They didn't ask for no money from me. They just said, we just want you to come and and, and try to show in light of what we're doing in, in the community. And that's what I love to see, man. When people, they don't they not have their hand out. They just trying to give. They trying to give back to the community because they know how bad it is in certain situations. So um, if I can do more like that in this community or any community, I'm always going to lend a hand. Yeah, D-Love, just like my boy Beast Mode said, man, they just about that action, right? They ain't about talking. They ain't about, you know, getting a bunch of social media posts to say what they're doing. They just go out there and serve the people. And people can learn more um, at mothertomother.org. And they can also check out the Delaney Walker Gives Back Foundation at DelaneyWalkerOnline.com. D-Love, thank you for dropping by the podcast uh, this week. That'll do it for this week's episode of Total Access, The Locker Room. For more insight with The Locker Room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.